Happy International Podcast Day. I am so happy to be hosting the VIP here at Vertifor for over two years now. It's such a rewarding part of my job, and it is really an honor to get to talk to all of the people in the industry and rant about topics that I'm very passionate about. A shout out to all the podcasters out there that are dedicating their time, sharing information, and making a difference. Thanks to everyone who makes all this possible and for all of our listeners who keep us going. And now back to the show. Welcome to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast with Rick Fox. We're here to talk about all things insurance, including current events, trends, and strategies for success for independent agencies and carriers. Each episode provides listeners with tips and tricks you can immediately implement from Rick and other leaders from across the industry. And now, here's Rick. Welcome back to another episode of the Vertifor Insurance Podcast, the VIP. I am the host, Rick Fox, and today I am recording live from headquarters, Denver, Colorado, the VIP headquarters, also known as Vertifor's home offices, and we are going internal today. We are bringing in who I think is probably like just joined the company, part of Vertifor, so excited she's here, and one of the coolest people that we've hired in a really long time and thought that this would be a really cool episode because Kelly's not from the industry. Kelly is our VP of product design. And we wanted to talk today sort of about her journey, design in general, and how that sort of impacts everything in our lives. And especially as we talk about insurance agencies, as she's learning more and more about what we all do here in this industry, just getting kind of perspective on what works, what should be working, how people look at things, especially out of her lens, which is a really, really awesome way to look at it. So first and foremost, Kelly Byram, VP, Product Design, Vertifor, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Rick. So we're going to have some fun with this. Kelly's got some cool stories to tell, uh, but before we get into kind of the meat of it, I want Kelly, I would love for you to just kind of give us your kind of your journey. How did how did we get to this podcast? You bet. So I started off, I've always pretty much been in some kind of design, former fashion, and started off really in kind of website design. And a few years in, got into um, a little bit of product design in kind of an HR company, and then got a job at CNN. Hmm. At CNN, that's where I really got into product design. So I kind of had half responsibility for editorial design and then half for product design. So design the first iPhone app and iPad app and lots of election centers and all kinds of uh, good stuff there. Then that was when I was in Atlanta. We moved uh, to Denver. We I can hear a little bit of a, I can hear a little, little, little tiny twang in there. Is that, are you from Georgia? <laughs> I am. I okay. am from okay. Georgia. Okay. Um, I was technically born in New Jersey, but uh, I lived in Georgia since I was four. So right. I hear a little bit of it. Yeah, it comes out sometimes. <laughs> Maybe two, three cocktails in. Is that when it comes out more? Uh, possibly, or if I'm talking <laughs> to someone from the South. Okay. It comes, okay. Out, comes out a lot then. <laughs> so yeah, so then we moved here and I worked for a software company here in Denver for about five years and then transitioned to to Vertifor, where I'm at now. And we are very happy to have you. Very excited. This is, um, all of our listeners know, I, I don't make this an infomercial or an ad for Vertifor, but we're doing some really cool things by bringing in people like Kelly 
that look at this through a different lens and 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 that translates into the way our our customers or the industry gets to look at you know technology which has become such an important part of what we do and how we get our jobs done in this insurance space so kelly sort of let's do let's just start with kind of the overview of design like what what you know people are like design you mean like you do drawings or you you know you're like connecting dots like what 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 is you know what is design yeah you bet so uh, when we think of design a lot of people do think about kind of the visual end product right i can see it i can touch it that's design um, but really design in the last like 15 years has moved way into more of a strategic discipline and for design it used to be that the technology kind of led things right you have cool tech and you just need to make it look nice mm -hmm. and that's no longer the case it's not about technology it's about experience and so as designers what we're trying to do is solve problems right so when you hear a term like design thinking which is a pretty you know uh, popular term right now it's really just talking about thoughtful and creative problem solving so we really try to not do design that makes us happy. It's all about design that makes our users happy. How can we make their day easier? How can we make how they work a more delightful and efficient experience? So I can give you a good example. Yeah. There is a GE engineer named Doug Dietz. If you find a story online, it's great to hear him tell it. He'll tell it much better than I do, but I'll give it a shot. He designed in a new version of the MRI and he was super excited about it. Won an industry design award and then got to go see one of the first installations of it. And so he goes to the hospital and he's talking to the tech and he's just completely nerding out on the design of this machine, <laughs> you know, just so, so excited about it. And the tech is, you know, excited too, and then says, okay, we have a patient coming in. I'm going to have to have you leave the room. So he goes and he stands in the hallway and walking down the hall is a, a, a girl with her parents and the girl looks, you know, she's got tears in her eyes. The parents look, vis you know, visibly stressed and they go in, shut the door, the exam's done. And then they come back out and he talks to the tech and he's like, is that a normal experience? And she said, yes, I actually you know, for pediatric patients, this procedure is so scary to them that a lot of times they actually have to come back and be sedated, Wow! Uh, which just makes the experience even worse because they had the anxiety leading up to the first one. And then if they have to be sedated, they usually have to make another appointment. So he was devastated. He's like, this beautiful machine that I built that I'm so proud of that I spent the last two years on uh, is terrifying people. <laughs> and so he was distraught and he went back to GE and he was talking to some people and they said, you know, you really should go and take a design thinking class because I think you could, I think there's more to this. I think you can push this further. And so he did, he went and he took a, a design thinking class and then he held some workshops with patients and families. And then even the, you know, the people who work at the hospital and what he came up with is something you see in a lot of children's hospitals today. They took the MRI and they painted it like a pirate ship or a spaceship. And they gave the techs a script and they might change the lighting in the room. 
So instead of, okay, going back and in, in addressing just the MRI machine through these workshops and this design thinking, he learned how people experience something, right? And it was kind of all the senses of things. And so they have a script and now the kids are going on an adventure instead of just having an exam. The scary thing. Yeah, that's, right. that's so cool. And you're talking, Kelly, and I'm thinking to myself, we've talked about this on the show before, but, but like we have a, we have a situation in the industry right now where the, 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 the average age of the agency principal is 60 and we're trying as hard as we can. And the, the world in the state that it's in now, anyway, um, finding good help and finding new staff is really hard. Generally, it's very hard in insurance because there's this, you know, kind of old school thinking about the industry. And, and this article I read said 4% of people coming out of college are looking at insurance as somewhere they want to go. Um, that, and, and how I would relate that to your story, you know, we know how awesome this industry is and we know what a great career it can make. But it feels a lot like that MRI where it's like, I don't, I don't, that's scary or old or what or whatever. And I think what you're talking about, and as it relates to things like what we do at Vertifor, there's an expectation with today's younger generations of what ex to your the word you use was experience should be when they show up. So if they're going to show up and even just walk into your office and you know, they don't see the quote unquote spaceship or pirate ship. They see old stodgy furniture and they see the screen on someone's computer and it looks like something that their grandparents had or, you know, AOL or, you know, something like that. It's the same kind of dynamic just in our industry. Is that, is that kind of fair to, to kind of label it that way? Does that make sense? I think so. And I think it, it does a disservice to the insurance industry, because if you look at like the millennial generation and Gen Z, one of the big things they care about is purpose, yeah. right? Yeah. Why are we doing this? And insurance like has an amazing purpose and it's all about people, right? And right. so like there is potential to attract young people to, to this industry. You have to get past some of the superficial stuff that happens over time and has happened in, mm -hmm. in, in offices to really get that. And so I think it's a great opportunity for the industry to rethink how the outside world sees them. And I, and I think, to, you know, I, I was oversimplifying the stodgy furniture and the, the screens, but, but that's real. Like, I mean, I, I was reading something else that said, and I think I've said this on the show before, but this last spring, the graduating class, this was the first time that the graduating college students were older than Google and Amazon. So they're digital yeah. natives. They've grown up with, with an experience in mind that is... I mean, like not even, not even an experience in mind. It's just the experience they've lived with of a certain thing. And so when we start talking about, you know, think about for those insurance folks listening in, like the interaction you have with at your, you know, when you're in the carrier po portal or are you using old technology in your office and, and, and thinking of even your kids, your, I have teenagers and having them come in and look at some of those offices, they'd be like, I, I don't want to be here. 
This isn't, right. I don't want to get in this MRI machine. Uh, it, it same kind of, you know, I'm just using that analogy, but, but to me it's, and, and that kind of segues into kind of what I'd love you to go next to, which is like, there's, there's design and then there's product design. And what, what is that? Right. Like, what's that next jump there? Yep. And so product design is kind of a unique field where, you know, you can work on super new stuff, right? I've got a new mobile app. It's a product. Or you may be in product design like we are, where we have a lot of products. We have a yep, very yep. broad product suite. And product design is all about how can we bring unity, not just uniformity, right? And so what I mean by that is if I'm using three products a day, I want those three products a day to work as a family. I want them to work together. I don't want them just to look like they work together, right? And so product design has a unique challenge in that they are designing solely for users who use this every single day, mm -hmm. right? And so the challenge is big, but the opportunity there is huge because you get to affect and impact someone's day-to-day -day life, which quite frankly, doesn't come in a lot of uh, disciplines, you know, and it's super exciting because yeah, you when you and I first talked, I was like, I could tell you were excited because you saw what, what kind of an impact you could have, right? Like coming, right. coming here was there, there was this ability. And I think where even when you and I first talked, my thought was, oh, cool. Kelly's going to come in and make everything look pretty and look and look like it matches. Cause, cause that's kind of what you think. It's not like, yep a lot of people think of design and, and it, when, you know, we've had other conversations now and I'm starting to see the, the, the fruits of your labor. But, but as you look at something to your point, if you're banging around in different spots throughout your day, you don't want to have to adjust your lens or adjust your thinking or wait, I got to go to the left corner of that versus the, the bottom pull down tab over here. And, and that's what, that's where design makes such like, that's the, obviously you want it to look good and you want it to kind of have some kind of semblance of a, a vibe that like, if it's a Vertifor product, you want it to look like other Vertifor products, but that's like the tip of the, the very tip of it. Right. Yep, exactly. And the, the cool thing about where we are at, at Vertifor and one of the reasons I was so excited to come here was that the user base is huge. Right. Like I don't want to go to, let's say someone who started developing this four years ago and only have access to a certain amount of, of customers. I want to go where all the customers are to be able to really make big change, yeah, right? Yeah. And we have such the opportunity because design isn't just done by designers, right? We organize the data. We bring that stuff together. We do, you know, help get to that, that end result, but we can't do it without the users, right? right? Or right. we're just designing for us. And so the fact that we could start to work with this community of users and put that into the product, that's what's going to make- That's change. the magic, right? Right. It's not yeah. rock star designers, right? Yeah. It's amazing designers who can work with amazing customers. Like together, we are going to build this, evolve this and make it better. And I think that's, we've done, I think every company does this to some degree or anybody in life does this in our agencies, I know do it, which is you think about what you think you know, 
Mm-hmm. And then if you take the time and the energy to ask the people who you need to, that, that you need to affect change for, and you're, you're probably not as right as you think. And the reason I say this is because our, our customers, well, let's say our agency's customers, so consumers, they're the, the insurance customer. You know, I've talked to so many agencies where they say things like, well, our customers want us to call them. That's what they want. And I'm like, well, did you ask them? Have you done any kind of research? Have you said, all right, let's take our top 10% and let's see how they want to be communicated with. And that's, I think, similar to what you're kind of doing now, Kelly, which is you're bringing in people and saying, and they're giving you good feedback. Like, yeah, this looks great, but this doesn't work for me because that's not how I work. And that now changes the way they're able to get their job done, be more efficient, and it, and it can go all the way to affecting the culture of an office. Right, exactly. Because we want to learn not just what they're doing in our software. We want to learn what they do every day. Right. Because those things impact whatever technology they work on, right? And so for us, it's about understanding the challenges that they have during the day, but also the goals that they're trying to achieve. Because so often when we bring up pain points, oh, I don't like this about this, or this doesn't quite work right. Behind that are five things that you've made and and created workarounds for that you don't even realize anymore. We want to get to those. And so we love to like sit with customers and just watch them work. Like, show me how you do this, because there's so much that they don't even think to say that we could improve on and make better. Okay, so I, I think I think we did a, a good job of kind of like teeing it up and and explaining and and I think that there's there's so much more. I, I hope people are curious as they listen to this kind of stuff and start to you know uh, re- reach out or follow Kelly on on LinkedIn and and kind of get kind of get more of a sense of how this all works. It's it's like the she's like the mad scientist behind like the, the curtain that's that's doing all this really cool stuff and and I'm excited. Kelly, so excited about the stuff that you're doing. And also just having you on your team, you seem to be a very, uh, very much an advocate for inclusivity, diversity, and things like that. And I thought anecdotally, there was a couple of stories you told me kind of about design and how they are the opposite of that. And I thought it was probably worth just giving people that kind of context around how things are like need to change in the world or, or, or need to be seen through a different lens. So give, give me some of those stories. Cause I think, I think that, I think it's really, really cool for people to hear what, how things are looked at the way we've always looked at them and how maybe just pivot in your lens a little can change the way we look at the world. Yeah. I'd love to talk about this, Rick. I'm super passionate about inclusive design. And I think that, you know, historically in, in design and in other disciplines, we've really taken kind of this persona approach where we've kind of picked commonalities and made them into a person to design for. But the problem with that is a lot of times we don't go back and revisit those groupings (laughs) and, you know, they just kind of stay, stay around. And we don't consider some of the nuances that could actually make a big difference. When we do stuff that where we don't kind of go revisit, and we have this kind of framework in design called the loop, and we talk about, you know, being able to come back around 
and then revisit, right? Just kind of this constant cycle. When we don't do that, we get into the problem like the crash test dummy. So, I love this. I love this so much. <laughs> the crash test dummy was originally designed when we had predominantly male drivers, okay, and predominantly uh, car designers were male. So they made the crash test dummy the average size of a male. Well, as years went on, you got more and more female drivers, and the crash test dummy stayed the same. As a result of this, women are 47% more likely to be seriously injured in a car accident and 17% more likely to die because the crash test dummy had not changed, right? And they just started changing it in 2011. I was gonna say, because the, the scary part about that is if, that, if those stats are real, which if they come from Kelly, they are, and we as males still pay more for insurance, that means we must be really, really bad drivers. Really bad. Drivers. <laughs> I didn't say it. You did. Like it's just the 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 stuck in the mud or whatever. Right. However you want to say it. Like just the thinking from so long ago. And and we we all we are all to you know we all do that. We do. Yeah, it's easy to do, right? You feel like you're doing the right thing because you don't go back and, and question these things until, oh my goodness look at these stats of, of, women, of males versus females, right? You know, there's been a lot of uh, technology advancements in AI and uh, voice recognition. And a lot of that can be very problematic outside of kind of one type of, of person. You know, there's audio recognition in, in cars. Uh, so I'll give you another car example, sure. um, has been really rough. And in fact, um, you know, a lot of females have complained that this is not working the way as advertised, right? I can't get this thing to respond to me. It doesn't, it doesn't do all the right things. And auto manufacturers have gone as far as to say, you just need to talk louder. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So you just need to yell at your car and then it will work. So instead of, oh, we should fix this product. It's yeah, no, that seemed, that seems super intuitive. Just talk louder. Yeah. Right, right. You adapt how you act you right. know, instead of us actually making the, the, the product better. But it was because they, again, designed it around a male voice, which tends to be louder. When I, can, I can say for a fact that any voice recognition I have never personally needed to talk louder. I'm known as a loud talker, so not a problem for me, but I can see where that could be problematic. Yes, definitely. <laughs> well, and I think what's so cool about it is if you, from our industry, and we, we, we kid about our industry being, you know, slow to react and slow to move. If you just start being a little more curious, right? I think curiosity is a great place to start. Wouldn't you agree, Kelly? Oh, absolutely. And you start thinking about the turn that like whatever it is in your office, like, like we talked about, whether that's the interface that people are seeing as new employees, whether that's the way you think your customers want you to communicate with them, just be curious as to what things have changed and that they're not always a 200 pound male as a crash test dummy 
that doesn't always play in 2021, right? Exactly. I mean, there's so many things that are designed, like you design a new version of something and it's just like the old one and no one thinks to ask why, right? They just don't think to ask why. And I think that when you're growing up, like you're encouraged when you're very young to ask why. And then at some point it becomes annoying. (laughs) So people get annoyed. So then they kind of shut down. And I think that hurts that kind of curiosity competency. So the thing that I always kind of, I always go into conversations when they're new to working with the design team and say, I also just want to lay the groundwork. We're very curious. We're going to ask a lot of questions. We seem may seem like a nagging toddler, but we're really doing it from a seek to understand viewpoint. We aren't asking why because we think you do it wrong. Right. You're asking why because we're trying to understand what you are doing. And we need more of that. I love that. I think I think it's so great. And I think what's awesome about this is it's just we do we do these shows and we get some really like industry leaders, people in here that really know a lot about it. And I think this is just a different, like, it's just a different look at it to think about like curiosity, the way we perceive things, the way you look at design and so many different aspects. It's so cool to have your perspective. Um, I'd like to be Kelly Byron for a day. Is that, can I do that? Can I, can I just, can I be in that big brain of yours for a day and just see what that feels like? Cause I anytime feel like, uh, that'd be awesome. Now, uh, Kelly, this is really cool. I hope everybody listening kind of got the vibe of what, where we're headed here as an organization, bringing in these really, really awesome people like Kelly. I would highly recommend connecting with Kelly on LinkedIn. She is just, every time I'm in a conversation, I feel like I learned something or I just feel more charged up, like more motivated because she just has such a great perspective. So thank you so much for being on. I hope you had fun because I really had fun having you on. I had a great time. Thanks, Rick. I'm happy to come back and chat with you anytime. I'm going to take you up on that. So thanks everybody for tuning in and listening to Kelly. Like I said, make sure you connect with her on LinkedIn. If you're not already, make sure you and I are connected, send notes, uh, let us know who should be on the show. Let us know what you're liking, what you think we could be doing better. Also just send questions in. We will, I will get to everybody who responds. I do appreciate everybody tuning in. Please make sure you are subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. Also do me a solid, go to vertifor.com, go to the resources tab, click on podcasts and subscribe there as well. Get bonus content and some cool stuff there. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks again to Kelly Byram, our guest, and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast. And tune in next Thursday for a brand new episode. You can find more episodes at vertifor.com under the resources tab or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe and join in on the conversation on LinkedIn and Twitter at Vertifor.